second week of August. I have a kindergartner as of next week and a five-year-old as of next week. And to be really honest with you, I mostly just kind of feel like I am doing my very best to keep my head above water. Amen. <laughs> no, but really, I am just still, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I referenced this last week in last week's episode, um, but I am still just doing my very best to wrap my brain around that and how that is my reality. And that's neither here nor there. And we're just going to get right into it. So if you did listen to last week's episode titled Eating Through Grief, um, I briefly touched on how I wanted to talk about like cooking for one, this idea of cooking for yourself and, um, and kind of like share what that makes me feel, you know, or at least like how I have felt about it in the past and kind of where I am with it these days. But I am thrilled to report that I had somebody send in an MP3 of themselves because they listened to last week and had some thoughts of their own about cooking for one. And, um, this is always available to y'all. Um, and it's cool because, you know, just like with answering some of your questions, this is neat because it's like an opportunity to actually have a conversation of some sort with y'all, you know? So I really liked their perspective and it resonated with me uh, for several different reasons, but I will let y'all listen and you can hear it for yourself. This is V from Florida. Hey, this is V. I'm submitting some thoughts on the prompt of cooking for one. Um, definitely gave this some thought today and I realized that it immediately conjures up yeah, like a sad image of like a singular individual at a table with like this, you know, like the really sad, like bare bulb type of thing. And it's almost comically sad. And I also, thinking more on it, realized that it doesn't have to be like that. I And it's really more my, my perspective than anything. Uh, because cooking, for me, uh, you know, entails a lot of time and attention and care. And so if I'm cooking for myself, I am inherently doing that for me. And so, yeah, that, that's a whole other thing, right? But while I don't cook traditionally in the kitchen, I do grill for myself. I, I really enjoy grilling because it's, it's a whole experience. And almost ritualistic and meditative if you if you let it be i listen to music usually or just the sound of my backyard um you know smoking a joint like just with a drink in hand whatever i just go and hang out and you know grill some meat and 
it is interesting because grilling for me is not just grilling. It's not just the act of grilling. It's also everything that comes with that, which for me is my culture. Uh, in Venezuela, parrilla is, it's a huge thing. It's, um, you do it all the time with family and friends and it's a, it's a community thing and it takes like all day. <laughs> you're, just, you're just like eating all day and you know, with the tias, with the tias, all your primos and it brings up a lot of really happy memories and, um, you know, I, I don't really, I have not kept in touch with a lot of my extended family for reasons I won't get into, but, but grilling is something that is just, yeah, uh, con a connection to that, to my past. And so while I don't do the traditional parrilla, which is very, very different than the States, just look it up. Uh, just the, the, the action, the, the act of grilling for me breaks that up and it's, yeah, it's nice. I, I don't date myself necessarily, but I do hang out with myself. So it was, it was interesting thinking that through, but anyway, some meditations on cooking for one for you. Um, cool. Thanks. What I loved about their perspective is that it resonated with me in terms of, you know, there's this idea that it has to be this sort of like kind of sad, you know, like this picture of like this singular person. And like, I mean, I get, I mean, I go there with it, you know, I'm like, the lights are dim or the lights are not even off. Like the, like the blinds are drawn, the curtains are drawn. Like you are really holed up inside of your kitchen. Um, like committed to making cooking for one be and seem as like absolutely sad and miserable as humanly possible. Right. And I think that for a long time that has, I don't know. I mean, like essentially sort of like been how I've kind of looked at it for myself, you know, like don't get me. I mean, like I know plenty of folks that cook and enjoy cooking and do it often. And, um, you know, and, and even simple pleasures, like, you know, even if they're not creating like these, over-the-top meals for themselves like I very much know and appreciate and like admire you know people that are like making themselves like really fantastic eggs or you know what I mean like a really well done like a really like scrambled eggs and like to, you know like just the act of cooking for yourself and so um but no, not for me. That's not available to me, right? Like in addition to the fact that I um, have kind of like sad girled over the this idea of like, fuck no, you know, because it like, it, it makes me feel alone. You know, like I, I love and prefer to cook for someone, for people in general, right? I mean, like I definitely want to feed people. And I also want to like share a meal with other people, you know what I'm saying? And so 
I think that, you know, since I've lived on my own, I have just, you know, like if I'm going to quote cook, end quote, for myself, it's like peanut butter toast. You know what I'm saying? It's like I can't, I certainly can't like fucking fire up the stove to like cook for myself. And here's the other thing too. What I will say is like inherently I'm not very good at cooking. I mean, even just for myself and my kids, right? Scarlett's going to be five next week and Maddox just turned a year. Um, like I am just not very good at cooking for, I mean, what, like one and three quarters mouth. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that in itself is an art form and also maybe a little bit of a cop out because like, I understand as much as I used to cook, like I could also just use my brain and do some simple math and like scale down a recipe or whatever. But you know what I'm saying, right? It's like, if I'm cooking, it's like at least for six people, because why not? I mean, at least four, right? So back to what they were saying about, you know, painting this picture and it's like sad and blah. And also, right? Like for, con for, for context purposes, <clears throat> you should know that I actually made myself a late lunch, early dinner before I sat down and recorded this episode um, so that I could really be in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I could really just sort of be like, okay, I am a survivor of cooking for one. <laughs> like I, like I did it and I'm here to report live not even from Shamble Mountain, but just like right here on my couch. And I'm staring at this bowl of food that I'm going to spare. I'm not going to eat it right now, obviously. But I wanted to like, as V stated, you know, like when they're at the grill and they're like listening to tunes and they're kind of like having this nostalgic moment and like reminiscing about like times that they had with their family and how it sort of becomes ritualistic. You know what I mean? Like, and I very much have felt that way about, uh, you know, like cooking in general. Um, and also I think that I tethered, you know, like cooking and for people, like it all had to be in the same sentence because when I look back on what feels like a million lifetimes ago, of living in like a multi-generational household and being a stay-at-home mom and, you know, really like being the like fucking director of the cruise ship and like making everybody's meals and whatnot, especially dinner, right? Like that really was ritualistic for me. You know what I mean? And it, it, it wasn't even... Like when I was pregnant with Maddox, it's not like I was even pouring a glass of wine, but like pouring a glass of kombucha and like picking out what playlist I was going to listen to and like opening up the windows and lighting a can, you know, like and just getting in the groove. Like I am a ambiance setter and I hope that you can hear me snapping because that was so over the, <laughs> over the top. But like that's my shit. You know what I mean? Like I feel like in general I'm like a ritualistic person, you know, when I think about who I am and like when I'm drawing myself a bath, I would say 
um, you know, like 80% of the time when I bathe, which is like, it's my thing. It's my reprieve. I really try so fucking hard to make it my mission that like I take a bath every single day. Um, because that's where I feel like grounded and that's where I feel like I can kind of recenter myself and collect my thoughts and take a beat and just like be a person and be outside of being a baker, be outside of, um, being a mom or available to other people. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to take a bath and it's, and it is like, it's ritualistic, right? Like I gather up all my shit for like all the things that I need. Um, and I, light a candle and I set some music and I always make sure that I have like water next to me and I like pick out what body scrub I'm going to do. And so blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, so I, while I was listening to V, you know, sort of talk about like how that is like their time, you know, and I am like, why can't, you know, like, why do I have to fucking sad girl? Like, why do I have to be committed to this idea of like, well, here I am, you know, like just making a meal for myself and like, there's going to be way too much food and like this sucks and I don't have anybody to share it with and whatever. So like I poured a glass of kombucha and like lit a candle and just kind of like vibed in the kitchen by myself and made myself dinner and I didn't die. You know what I mean? And also like I wasn't sad. In fact, I was like, oh yeah, sure. You know, like I, I love feeding people. I love sharing meals with people, you know, like, but also like, can I be both people and can I like hold space for like doing an act of what the fuck ever, like, do you want to call it self-care? Do you want to call it an act of kindness? Like just an act of intention for myself, you know? And like, I didn't, I didn't have to be like this production because on the, the other half of this is like, well, what the fuck do I cook for myself? You know what I'm saying? And like, when I think about meals that I'm like, see, like I could never make this just for myself. Like I, you know, well, the reality is, is that like 90% of the things that I make can absolutely be frozen or at least a portion of it. You know what I'm saying? And then like adding some veg or whatever at the end so that, cause like soggy vegetables are just like not the move. You know what I mean? And so I was thinking about, um, I made Thai basil beef last week and I was like, man, See, like this would be so dope to be able to like take out of the freezer. And then I was like, oh, bark. Like, well, what about the, and the reality is, is that I could easily like stir fry some veg to like add to the beef that, you know, that I like prepared and froze. And so basically what I'm trying to say is that like, I'm trying not to be an asshole to myself, right? Like committed to like making my life more difficult. And I was also thinking about, I don't know, like what the fuck will I make for myself? Because decidedly I'm going to start small. Like I'm not fucking, I was actually at Sprouts today, like getting groceries and I'm, you know, I'm like, here I am with my dill and my parsley and my feta 
and and also here is my box of Annie's macaroni and cheese because I'm not a monster and also like I'm not I don't want to be committed to like being an asshole to myself and so I know for me right now that it's like unrealistic to say that like, okay, every night that I don't have the kids this week, like I'm going to make a dinner for myself or I'm, you know, like that's not, that's, that's not the move. And also like, I'm just going to get pissed at myself and then I'm going to have like fucking spinach that looks sad in the refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? Or like the tomatoes are going to get weird. And so I was like, let's just start with one meal and also like I'm going to have leftovers from this. And so I'm committed right now and we'll circle back to this in, I don't know, a couple of months. But as of right now, I have, I'm making myself, I'm committed to making one meal a week for myself with intention. And so again, I'm thinking about like, what are some things that, and like immediately I just salads of a variety of different salads because I feel especially in terms of like being able to buy shit in bulk you have like a little bit more control whereas you know if I'm trying to make carnitas you know what I'm saying like I'm gonna have to buy like a three pound pork shoulder and that's when shit gets weird and I'm like who Am I going to have over for tacos and now I'm sad grilling again? You know what I mean? So like if I'm making salads and like let's just really put the umbrella out there in terms of <clears throat> salads. Like I'm not even talking about like leafy green salads. Like let's let's expand on this. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking like veg and like also a starch or some beans you know what I mean <laughs> also I I have to interject myself if you let listen to last week episode about how I shared uh Scarlett calls chickpeas chick beans and so many of you wrote cute messages about that that I really loved and I'm glad that it made your day too because like I said I Really love that she still does that. And I don't correct her very often because it's precious. So anyways, like I'm thinking about salads in terms of like roasting a bunch of vegetables, right? Like lots of fresh herbs. And then like, I don't know, chickpeas. Or what about some roasted potatoes? And like, what about an all-purpose vinaigrette? You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, depending on the salad, like maybe we're doing feta maybe we're doing parm also right now I feel like because it's the summer maybe it's like a little bit easier to I don't know make quick meals right again with just kind of like some seasonal you know like get a cucumber and a tomato and I don't, you know what I mean? Like make a tomato cucumber salad with feta and serve it with couscous. No, I'm not talking about what I just made, which I, <laughs> which I will get to, but also like eggs. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I get so hung up and committed and I don't know if, I don't know if the rest of y'all do. But again, like I get so committed to, well, if I can't make 
you know, I did this with my kids early a couple of months ago. If I can't make like a three course meal, you know, then like, what the fuck is the point? You know, like why even? And I just, if you're ever wondering, like, does she get on her own nerves? The answer is a resounding yes. Yes, I do all the time because yes, this is sometimes how my brain thinks. And yes, like if I'm like, oh my God, who is going to come over to eat all these tacos? Well, I better just not cook at all or I better eat a hashtag snack plate, trademark that. <laughs> but also, also like, I don't know, maybe not in the spirit of cooking, but like, can we be intentional about like even putting together like a snack plate for ourselves? Because I feel like that also counts. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, I really do love like the ritualistic part of making dinner and cooking and that sort of thing. But like, I don't know, man. There is going to be a time and a place where I'm like, I just can't even and I'm just not evening. And so I'm going to put some meats and cheeses on this plate and I'm going to approach it with intention. And that is also going to be my version of cooking for one. Okay. So basically what I made today was this uh, Israeli couscous salad with um, mint and parsley and dill and some cherry tomatoes and some English cucumber and salt because I'm not an animal. And I put like a little red wine vinegar and red onion and feta. And like, uh, it took me 20 minutes start to finish. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't some, but like I, I cooked for myself and again, I wanted to do that before I sat down to record this. That way I could report that it didn't die or that like I didn't, like it didn't throw me into like this existential crisis of like, you're alone and <laughs> you're cooking for yourself. You know, like it was, it was nice. And I don't know. I feel like as a person that really does love to cook, um, like when I'm making dinner for my kids, number one, I'm making dinner at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon before I pick them up from daycare because by the time I get them home, everybody is over it, right? And like especially Maddox is like done and it's just hot as shit outside and Maddox is like not about not being entertained by me specifically when he gets home, rightfully so, right? Like he's just, he's a year and he's been away from his mama all day. And so I make dinner at like one or two. And could I create a little bit more intention around that? Uh, I mean, potentially in theory, but like, again, it's one or two o'clock in the afternoon. It's something that I'm like squeezing in. It's a necessity. Like at that point, I'm just trying to get dinner made so that I can like carry on with the rest of my, and so I'm not approaching cooking at that hour by myself, you know, with a whole bunch of like cool, calm and collected intention. It's really just like a necessity. We got to get her done and then we have to move on, you know? And so, yeah, I don't know. I just like bathing and like taking care of myself and taking a couple beats. I'm going to approach cooking in the same way. And so I've already started kind of thinking about what I'm going to do next week and, uh, 
shocker, it's going to be most likely a salad, okay, of some sort. I also thought about doing like a poke bowl. So just like, I don't know, stay tuned. And again, just like V did, if you want, please send in like an MP3 of some thoughts that you have or even like a question or a story that you want to share because it's cool because even though V is in Florida and I'm here in Denver, it's kind of sort of like we get to like sit down and bullshit with each other, which is inherently the idea of this podcast. So moving right along. Also last week I talked about how, um, you know, in the past, as soon as we kind of get into August, my brain immediately starts being like, okay, it's fall. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready to make fall things. I'm ready for fall candles, um, which is just like a complete disservice to myself. And I mean, possibly anybody, but especially here in Denver, where it will be well into the high 80s and 90s for at least another month. Okay. Um, and then October is always a crapshoot. It's either like snowing or 80 degrees on Halloween. So that's neither here nor there. But in the past, I have kind of done this thing of like, as soon as it's back to school and growing up in Minnesota, I did get a little bit of this, right? Like it was kind of mid August. You kind of sort of like started noticing like a little bit of a change in season and like it started to get a teeny bit quick, like at least the mornings, you know what I mean? Like I remember going to the school bus and like when you started school and like that was always like an indicator, like, oh, okay, fall is coming. The mornings are a little cool. Whatever. That's not happening right now. A girl can dream. But also being a vendor at a farmer's market, I own a bakery here in Denver called Butter Moon. Um, it really sort of stretches you to stay sort of present within the season. You know what I mean? Like we're just getting in to like peak produce right now. You know what I mean? So we got some time. But that's not going to stop me <laughs> from thinking about um, transitional meals. So again, if you listen to last week, I start getting really excited about transitional meals, like from summer to fall and not even meals, like desserts, what the fuck ever. Transitional, yeah, meals and how much I love them and how much I feel like there are just so many things that you can do, right? Like you, peaches, for example, which like we're in, we are well into peach season now and um, clients of mine uh, through the bakery are like jazzed, right? Because I have been getting requests for like peach related things now for like months and months and months. And I'm not an animal. And so like, I'm not, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm not touching anything with peaches until it's peach season. Right. And so, but now we've done like a peaches and cream scone and like a glazed peach hand pie. And I also did, um, which I will do them again. Yes, for those of you that are clients of mine, yes, I will do them again. I don't want anybody to burn my tent down. But I did like these little individual peach cobblers, but obviously, because I am who I am, I did biscuits on top. So it's a biscuit topped peach cobbler, which is chef's kiss, right? And so um, 
I was thinking about there was like a, I don't know, a couple years ago. We're not into apple season, right? Not yet. But like that is always like that's an indicator that like fall is arriving. And so one of my favorite things to do is make uh, basically like this peach skillet cake that I will also do apples with um, in the cast iron. And so it's like kind of bringing in some of that summer produce into fall. Some other stuff, if you listen to a few episodes ago, um, Chef Melissa King does this corn soup. Um, and I mean like really utilizes like the whole cob, right? Like we're making stock with like the corn cobs and, um, some of you are like, why the fuck are you eating soup? It's like a hundred degrees outside. It doesn't matter. This corn soup is that good, but also just corn chowder in general. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a really good transitional thing. Um, and one of my favorite like fall and winter soups is like a baked potato, um, soup with like crispy potato skins on top. But because I am who I am, I will use like some summer corn in it and do like a hybrid kind of like corn chowder, potato, sometimes leek and I get crazy. Um, and that is something that I also love. I also really love to do, and I, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily call this like a transitional meal, but it's, I mean, kind of sort of, cause it starts to get like a little bit heartier, but, um, like a summer ish kind of fried rice with like bacon and, um, shrimp or prawns and tomato and, sweet corn that you grill. Uh, that's really good. And so I don't know, long story short is that we are coming into one of like my favorite cooking times of the, I am so fucking jazzed cooking in the fall. And also the fact that I am like really going to be putting some intention behind this cooking for one thing, it's gotten me, you know, like this is the first fall since I've had children, right? I mean, like when I tell you that I used to cook in the fall, I mean, I'm talking about like I would make sure that I had like a cleared schedule. Granted, I didn't have two children um, necessarily. I mean, like Maddox was just like a teeny tiny infant and we were going through like a ton of shit. And so, and I was super postpartum, so I wasn't doing a ton of cooking last fall, but I mean, I would literally like make sure that I had like three hours to like dedicate to the kind of cooking that I wanted to do, which <clears throat> do not drag or roast me. Like I am fully aware that that is like uh, absolutely from a place of privilege. I know that that is like not available to most people. I'm fully aware of that. Um, there's like no way in hell that that is like something that I could even remotely touch these days, but I am just kind of starting to think about like, you know, even if it's not going to be able to look that way, right? Because I am the first person to admit that I like absolutely have the capacity and capability of being pretty all or nothing with that kind of shit, right? Because it does, it like brings up weird emotion and, um, and yeah, I'm like, well, if I can't make, you know, like a whole meal plus a dessert, like that I'm just not even going to. <sighs> Back to if I get on my own nerves, the answer is yes. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, um, I am thinking about that now and ways that I can put some intention behind that and make that a priority of mine because ultimately, um, even if I understand that uh, time is a resource, right, that not even, that's not even super available to single parents, but just like fucking people, right, especially now, I just am like, if, if it's important to me, I am going to do within reason and within what is realistic, I'm going to do what I can do to like make that happen for me and mine. You know what I mean? Like I do, I do think that there's something to be said about like, if you, if you are really about something, you will figure out a way to at least be able to back it a tiny bit, you know? And so if you have like a story or an idea, or if you have transitional meals that you can think of, I want to hear all about them because I'm hoping to kind of expand on this. Uh, in the coming in the coming weeks and do more or less an entire episode about them. Again, thanks for hanging out with me and thanks for hanging out with V as well today. And as always, I appreciate hanging out with y'all. I'll see you next week.